0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go fantasy football Sackos back in, I don't know about better than ever, but we are certainly back nonetheless. It's been quite the hiatus. We took five months off to uh, recuperate in the offseason, but now we are ready to go. Alex, good seeing you. It's been a while. I miss you. I missed you a ton. How you been? Hi. Hi. Yeah, we have not
1: talked to each other. We're just like, hey, want to start up a podcast for the second trip around the sun? And it's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I uh, I mean, seriously, like, I didn't win any money last year. I spent <laughs> hours and hours on fantasy football and sucked I think our motto was, we suck so you don't have to. And I could not have uh, exuberated that any more than I did last year. And in case you were like hiding under a rock for the last five months, like me and being a hermit, uh, we're going to talk some uh, hey, what the hell has been going on? There's a bunch of people in different places. And like, you know, it's July, drafts are in like two months, a, a month and a half from now. And. You know, it's time to start thinking about fantasy again, which is which is nice. So, Jason, tell me what's your fantasy?
0: What's your fantasy? Right now it is for better coffee because uh well, (laughs) don't mind the bags under my eyes. It's 9 30 in the morning on July 5th. Um I don't know how my body feels because I woke up um, after drinking frozen alcohol popsicles all night. So Oh, that's just terrible. It was terrible. It was so regrettable. And my wife tells me all the time that I am the smartest, dumb person she knows. Or I'm such a smart man that makes incredibly dumb decisions sometimes. Today, I try. Does that just mean you're dumb, though? It it can. It can. And so today, I filled up the coffee pot with water to make the batch of coffee. I put the coffee pot back into the coffee maker with with the water still in the pot and press start. And it wasn't until it tried to make coffee without any water that I realized what I had done and then poured the water in the top. And now my coffee tastes like crap. But hey, what the elf, man? There you go. That's that's my day so far. So okay, my dream so, is for a better day. Uh,
1: it's 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 10 a.m. Uh, I'm flying solo with my daughter because my wife's at a wedding in uh, Maryland. She flew out <laughs> two days ago. And So. I drove back from Wisconsin by myself with a screaming child in the back seat. Um, I also, once I got her to go to sleep, there was fireworks all night. So that oh, sucked. No. Screw you, fireworks people. Uh. Um, and then she was awake at five forty-five this morning. So got to wake <laughs> up with her. And then uh, went for a mile walk. I've made her breakfast, and now she's napping. And we have like 25 minutes till she wakes up. So I guess we could probably start the
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we got 25 minutes in county. Let's just get into it. All right. So let's start with. Uh, we're just going to talk briefly today about some of our favorite moves and what I think we we believe to be the most impactful in fantasy this season. So we'll start at quarterback. Oh, we have a we have a couple. Um. First up,
1: hold uh, on. You, you you didn't want me to just start running down free agents of the most important positions? Fine,
0: fine. That's fair. Here, Why don't you here, just touch here. on all of them and then we'll talk about our favorite ones. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. Most important position, kickers. Ryan Suckup went from the Tampa Bay Bucks to the Tampa Bay Bucks.
0: <laughs> You're an idiot. You're starting it with um, this bullshit again right away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to have one professional episode. No, I didn't know we were going no. just right back into kickers. Uh,
1: yeah. Different kicker, or yeah, different year, same shit. Uh, Matt oh. Prater, Detroit, Arizona. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I I was so excited when I thought about doing that earlier. I was just like, "Yes, here we go!" I knew I knew I was going to get you. That makes me happy. All yeah. right. So F- Fitzpatrick is the highest paid quarterback uh, that that switched teams. Him and Andy Dalton. Uh, Fitzpatrick went from the Dolphins to Washington. Uh, Dalton went from the Cowboys to Chicago. And then we kind of have some like middle tier, lower tier quarterbacks here that probably don't really matter. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and his punctured lung went to houston cj bethard uh, or mr beat hard went from the 49ers to jacksonville jacoby brissett indy to miami flacco jets to philly and my guy mitch trubisky is now on buffalo those are probably the only only names that really matter from a quarterback spot
0: yeah i would uh
1: i would from from a free agency perspective, and that I was going to say trade, we need right? to stipulate so Car- that yeah. this
0: is free agent signing only. That does not include the Matt Stafford trade. Um, yeah,
1: Stafford and golf switch teams, and uh Carson Wentz went to the Colts.
0: Yeah, Stafford inked a five year, one hundred thirty five million dollar contract with fifty five th- or fifty million dollar signing bonus, ninety two million guaranteed. So that would put a lot of these to shame. Um, yep. All right. Um, well, <laughs> you, can't get, you can't get over the kickers. I'm so happy I, I threw. You I off. am so blown away that that is a thing that you even just did. But I digress. So let's talk about what a couple of the most important ones, fantasy wise. I think the most impactful one for me is um, it, it's Matt Stafford and Ryan Fitzpatrick. In my eyes, I think that those two are probably going to be. Um, the most impactful fantasy-wise. Um FitzPatrick was already streamable in Miami. You put him on what I think is a better offense with more weapons in Antonio Gibson and McLaurin. And then um I mean they're just going to let him whip the ball for a year. It's a one-year deal. Are you sure? You don't think so?
1: I I still feel like they're a run first team. Like Ron Rivera likes to run the ball and I like he i just have a hard time believing that they're gonna let fitzpatrick with that defense throw as many interceptions as he usually does um i mean he played what in uh seven he started seven games had eight picks last year um he had 13 the year before uh he'll fumble throw a couple fumbles in there too and i just like i don't know the the I think he's he startable runs really hot and cold. I, I think he's startable. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to start board bets, but I would definitely say Carson Wentz has a way better year than Fitzpatrick does.
0: No, no, I wouldn't take that. I agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, C- Carson Wentz is going to have a way better year than
0: Fitzmagic. But I think um, Fitzmagic and, will be streamable and, depending on matchup.
1: Maybe, but he's 38 too. Like how he's many a beauty. 38 year old. Okay, I'm not talking about his looks. I'm just saying he's 38. And, I mean, how how many productive quarterbacks have there been past age 38? Yes, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Favre, of course, Brady. Maybe you throw Roethlisberger in there. Those are all, like, Hall of Famers. Like, Fitzpatrick's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, he's well, I was going to say
0: Tom Brady was quarterback eight last year. Dude's well into his 40s.
1: Yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> It's Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: It's magic. Don't get it wrong. I'm just saying, I think he's going to be much better for their offense than their entire allotment of quarterbacks the last two years. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And they were no, already I, a good I, yeah. team. And yeah, they were no, already a very good team. I don't disagree with that. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just, he, I don't think he'll be drafted in any league. Like, I, I would be shocked if he is.
0: I think that, oh, he, only in super flex leagues where you need yeah. to start two QBs. That's the only place he should be drafted. What I would say, however, is I view Terry McLaurin's stock and ceiling being higher this year than any other season since he's come into the league. I think he okay. has the potential to finish as a low end wide receiver one with Fitzpatrick throwing yeah, him the ball.
1: And, and that's probably correct. And I mean, they're, they're going to do a lot of well. I know it's not Alex Smith anymore, but, you know, J.D. McKissick was what RB like 25 last year. Uh, Antonio Gibson was obviously very good. I I just don't see them taking the ball out of those guys' hands um, to to let Fitzpatrick win or lose them games. I, I would just be shocked.
0: Yeah, Antonio Gibson finishes running back 12 last season, so.
1: I, I do. I do think it helps him out because they're not going to be able to stack the box because Fitzpatrick will throw the ball downfield. Whereas Alex Smith is more of just a checkdown, and that's why it helps McLaurin because he can run some deeper routes. They'll be able to run play action a bunch. He'll be fine at that. I don't think he's playable. Well, he'll be streamable on given weeks. To, you know, if he's playing the Cowboys or uh, or somebody like that. But if they, I, I think it helps McLaurin. I think it helps Gibson um but i don't know how playable he is definitely better than alex smith on like half a leg <laughs>
0: <laughs> too soon <laughs> half a leg um do you think logan thomas well i mean cuz he was sort of a hot name occasionally last season at tight end do you think he is even remotely draftable or just playable i think he probably goes undrafted and Depending on how the season starts, because Fitzpatrick and Gasicki, yeah, um, I,
1: I I think he'll get drafted um, at, at the end. He's a last couple round guy, um, just in case they start off hot. And um, you know, Rivera has fit- featured tight ends in his offense. I mean, look at Greg Olson for a long time with Cam. So right. it's it's not super surprising that, um, or it would not be super surprising to see him be a, a top ten tight end. Um, no. Not at all a, a tight end, tight end uh, say one, c- one through six is is number
0: one. Yeah. So I guess, you know, talking a little bit more to that, you are. I think at least my personal philosophy on tight end is if I miss on Travis Kelsey in the first round, spoiler alert, I think Travis Kelsey is a lock for the first round and there's an argument for him to go one oh one. Um If you miss completely on tight end, I I think you're almost fine just waiting and by miss completely, I mean you don't get uh, Kelsey uh, Kittle or Waller. I think everybody after that is pretty much the same. I yeah, don't know. I it depends on if you're a Kyle Pitts truther or not. It's, but
1: it, well, it's it's a dart throw um, from from there, right? Like you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. I, there, there's a couple other guys that that you could take, um, but yeah, I mean that's uh that's accurate mark, mark andrews rings a bell right i mean he, he's probably a, a definite number four and then it's just a, a wasteland
0: yeah tight and wasteland um all right our next ad that we think is the most impactful at quarterback is obviously the stafford trade um so uh it's not the jared goff end of that stafford trade either it's the it's the staff <laughs> it's the stafford trade um Tell me what you think Matt Stafford is going to do for that offense and who it makes better.
1: All right. So, so Jared Goff was quarterback 19 last year, um, which isn't very good for how much they threw the ball 552 times. Woof. Um, I mean, Stafford's really good and he's finally going to have a very good offensive coach. Um, I feel like Stafford's been around forever, right? Like almost since you were in high school, 2009 um, is, is when he came in the league. He's been around forever, and he's only going to be 33 this year. Um, n- never really played for a winning team. He's made the playoffs once, maybe twice. Uh, they've He's had 10 win seasons twice for the Lions. And, I mean, this has to help Cooper Cup and – Robert Woods and even Tyler Higby, I do think falls into that discussion of of being um, popped up with with Stafford throwing to Hawkinson the way that he has the last couple of years. I, I do think Higby, um, as I fall into that trap again this year, I, I do think that he could be he could be somebody that that is worth keeping your eye on. Now, what happens with the running back position? Does the Lions running back curse follow Matt Stafford to the Rams uh, where, you know, the running back just isn't going to do anything? I don't know. It's a good question. But I I do know Stafford's going to throw the ball downfield. Um, He finally has a great wide couple wide receivers at the same time. I mean, he had Calvin kind of by himself forever. He had one season of Kenny Galladay being really great. But he has two legit like top 15 wide receivers running routes for him um and I I think he's they're gonna throw all over the place so I'm I'm excited to see it I, I think it you know like I'm excited to see what Stafford can do where he's in freaking LA he's gonna have the spotlight on him a lot and uh he doesn't have to be in the NFC north with crappy weather anymore he's out west and You know those seahawks games are going to be high scoring the cardinals games are going to be high scoring uh the 49ers defense will you know provided health will will be a good matchup for them but yeah i I think there's gonna be a lot of high scoring games out west and stafford will light it up so i i i love that offense
0: yeah i i completely agree um i think it's gonna you know kind of like we talked about with fitzpatrick in washington i think it's gonna be just great for everybody and lift everybody because as they're going to finish more drives i mean <clears throat> goff had the ninth most pass attempts and 19th most touchdowns last year so just really yeah this wasn't great you know they couldn't run the ball as well effectively either until they put uh cam makers um in in the second half of the season and I don't know. I think you have to sort of view last season with a grain of salt, too, just because, you know, it was the covid season. There was no preseason. There was no acclimation. So I think that that affected at least how fast rookies were implemented into systems, especially Cam Akers. Um, And I don't think that there's a case for Daryl Henderson either personally, because he was healthy last year uh, um, for long stretches of of games and. Um, McVay still went to acres over him. So I'm all in on cam acres. I think he finishes or has the potential to finish as a running back one Um, Stafford. I just think, again, I just think he's better for the entire team as a whole. Um, I think that cup and woods are still going to be draft bargains in the fourth round. Uh, um, You know, (laughs) drafting and fantasy football is such a recency thing. Everybody's just going to look at how they finished last year and sort of draft them accordingly. Yep. Um, but I think that you and I would probably both have Woods and Cup in that low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two ranking area um, for this season. Yeah,
1: that's right where we had him last year, too. Yep.
0: Um. So Stafford, I think he'll be playable at times. I think he probably goes, I think he's probably one of the last quarterbacks drafted um or could potentially be on some free agency wires depending on your league size but I think he'll definitely be playable in spots um but um yeah that's that's kind of where I'm at with uh Stafford this season.
1: I would be more than happy to have Matt Stafford be my starting quarterback um I I, I think I think he's somebody you can sit and wait on. I thought that last year and he got hurt. I, I think he's going to finish as a quarterback one, uh, low end quarterback one. OK. Um, and I, 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 I they're just going to light it up. I, I would be shocked if they're not a top like six scoring offense this year. OK. All so, right. So put put me down for that. Love, love the Rams. All right. Uh, yes. Carson Wentz, uh, Indy. Uh, that's another big trade. We'll we'll get into that later. Just something to be aware of. I I do think he outperforms Patrick, um, but who knows what what that offense is going to look like? Just a total mystery. So, all right, moving over to running backs. Uh, this is by total dollars received. Um, so Kenyon Drake went from Arizona to Las Vegas. Chris Carson stayed put in Seattle. Gross. Jamal Williams Green Bay to Detroit. Mike Davis Carolina to Atlanta. Devontae Booker, Vegas to the Giants. Carlos Hyde left Seattle, went to Jacksonville. Mike Boone left Minnesota and went to Denver. Samaje Pirine stayed in Cincinnati. Leonard Fournette stayed in Tampa Bay. Philip Lindsay left Denver, went to Houston. Cordero Patterson went to Atlanta from the Bears. Mark Ingram is now in Houston after leaving Baltimore. James White stayed put in New England. Marlon Mack still a Colt. James Conner went from the Steelers to Arizona. Tywan Jones is still in Buffalo. Malcolm Brown left the Rams, went to the Dolphins. Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, excuse me, is now a uh, Houston Texan. Giovanni Bernard went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Lamar Miller's on Washington, and I, I think we pretty much covered everybody. Damian Williams is a Bear. Uh, Tevin Coleman went from the 49ers to the Jets. Matt Breida is now on Buffalo. Um, Brian Hill left Atlanta. Their second string running back and is going to be behind Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Jarek McKinnon is on the Chiefs. Wayne Gallman is a 49er. And uh, Kalen Balage is now on the Steelers, your guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, I think I'd like to start with, uh, I don't know. There's so many, I have so many opinions about all these guys. I think that the Kenyon Drake signing is probably the one I hate the most because it turns Josh Jacobs into a running back two and Kenyon Drake into a running back two, like a lower end running back two, high end RB three. So that, that's unfortunate. Also, fun fact of the day, fun fact of the day. Josh Jacobs in two seasons. Guess how many third down targets he has. Twelve. One. Uno. (laughs) Do you think that that number goes up or goes down with Kenyon Drake? (laughs) I'll Uh, I'll, I'll bet it goes to zero down. (laughs) I would bet it goes from one to zero. Oh God. So, your boy Josh Jacobs, <laughs> my boy Josh Jacobs, because I, I I wrote a freaking yeah. article. He was going to be RB one last him. year. I do yeah. love him. He's he's a workhorse, but he's not going to get he's not going to get the work with Kenyon Drake on that team. So, nope, super unfortunate. But on the other side of that, you have uh, Chase Edmonds there in Arizona, left in Arizona, and then they also went out and signed James Conner. I think Yikes. that that's a pretty predictable split there. With Connor getting the early down work and goal line, and Edmonds getting the passing down work. He's more shifty. He's better in the open field than Connor is. I don't think that. I would be shocked if Connor claimed a three down roll there. I just don't think it'll happen. And um, with Kyler there sniping touchdowns in close, anyways, it's just not a backfield I really want a part of. So, I'm. Uh, I think I'm good on the Arizona. Backfield, well, right, and, and they
1: gave Connor a one-year, one point seven five million dollar contract. It's not like they paid him uh, a bunch of money to to be the guy there, right? And and it should be noted that you know, so they were on separate teams. Obviously, last year James Connor was running back twenty-seven. One spot in front of him was Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah, Chase Edmonds was RB twenty-six last year. I almost feel like this is one of those where. It's almost like uh, you just kind of if the value you think is there late and you just kind of hope that one of them gets hurt potentially um, and and hope you pick the right one. Uh, I I don't really see either one of these guys uh, on my team with Kyler Murray getting a lot of rushing yards uh, and scrambling to, to boost up their rushing stats. I think they just throw a ton, right?
0: yeah and I don't even honestly even if one got hurt I don't think they're anything better than a low end RB2 and if they're both healthy I think none of them are better than a flex play I mean Kyler Murray had 11 rushing touchdowns last year 11 and 130 plus carries and more than 800 rushing yards like he was he was less than 200 yards behind Lamar last season in rushing yards so it's just not a backfield I want a part of he's going to be sniping Points away all season. I mean, there's and, a reason he finishes QB three. So yeah,
1: and I, I will say James Conner's still really good out of the backfield, at least in my opinion. He got a bunch of touchdowns snipe from him last year, too. Yeah. Um, and you know, James Conner still has never had a thousand-yard season. He's only been around for four years. His most productive season was two years ago in 2018. I guess it's three years ago. Uh 973 yards, 12 t- rushing touchdowns. Um, but his catches the last you know for three years, 55, 34, 35. So um I, that's gonna hurt Edmonds, and this is a backfield that uh is just not gonna be fun unless you have Kyler. <laughs> and he he doesn't count.
0: Exactly. I am completely with you. Um, all right, let's move on to our next running back, which is Mike Davis for the Atlanta Falcons. Um he did a heck of a job last season filling in for a hurt CMC. Yeah. Do you think... And it really earned him this signing with Atlanta. Do you What do you think his potential is this year? Do you think that he can stick it out and hold on to the job um, the entire season? The Falcons did draft JV and Hawkins. Um, actually, he's in uh, UDFA. Excuse me. Um, but...
1: This it's Mike, it's the Mike Davis show in Atlanta. I mean, I, I love Gurley for this exact same reason last year. Um, and Gurley was what RB six, seven, the first eight weeks of the season, just cause he was getting those touchdowns. So my, I mean, Mike Davis is RB 15 last year. Christian McCaffrey played two of those games where Mike Davis didn't really do anything. Maybe three, um, Gurley was running back 25. So if Gurley is running back 25, I think that's Mike Davis's floor in in the same offense or very similar. And so he's definitely an RB2 at worst. Now, how high does his ceiling go? I don't know. Um, he had 59 catches last year. Mike Davis did. Gurley only had 25. I mean, personally... I think Davis is probably top, like a top 15 back. Oh, with like, with like top seven upside.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, let's uh, wonder how fast he was. Fast great. Can...
1: He was great last year. I mean, who is he competing with? Brian Hill left. Ito Smith isn't there. Cordero Patterson's their backup running back. Like,
0: like so the, it's, obviously it's all him. It is very early for ADPs, right? I mean, we're talking July 5th early for ADP. Um, but his ADP is ranging from the high twenties to the mid sixties. So he's kind of going all over the place. People don't know what to think. It depends on yeah. if you're a Javian and Hawkins truther or not. But at nope. five foot eight, 183 pounds, I don't know how much I believe in Hawkins <laughs> other than uh, maybe on third down. Um, yeah, it's just. But rookies with pass protection, I don't know uh, maybe nope. it's maybe I, it is the Mike Davis show. It, it's the Mike
1: Davis show, and and with, when they got close last year, they would just give the ball to Gurley three times, like, and you know Julio's not there. Not that you know his touchdowns were ever were ever significant. Um, Calvin Ridley is obviously still there, but yeah, I just I just think that he has that upside, kind of like it almost a little bit like Raheem Mostert uh, last year where. I think the upside's there, and I think the floor's there provided he doesn't get hurt. Um, So, yeah, he's a guy that I will be targeting pretty heavily um, after having Gurley in a league last year that I enjoyed all those touchdowns. And, I mean, Gurley was clearly um, very slowed by that knee, and Mike Davis doesn't have that. So, I I just – he's going to – you don't have to worry about weather most of the time. You're in a dome – you're in the South where the weather's going to stay nicer come playoff time. So, yeah, give me some Mike Davis.
0: Yeah, the only thing that worries me about Mike Davis is really just that offense as a whole being so crappy, especially last year. Um, I don't know. It just gives me a little bit of pause about drafting Mike Davis. If you could get him at a value, I mean, I think he'll probably be there in the fourth to fifth round in most drafts, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, that's right where Raheem was last year. Well, I mean you, you just rattled off ADP anywhere from from twenties to sixties. Um so that, that throws it in the second to fifth round. Um so yeah, if you sit in there in the third, it's probably when you're gonna pull the trigger, third or fourth. But we'll we'll get we'll get more into into draft strategies here as we get a little closer.
0: All right, I'm let's excited. move away. Let's move away from running back, shall we? Let's talk about, I think, some bigger names and potentially some bigger signings. Uh, first up, you know, while we're talking about the Falcons, why don't we just go straight into Julio? Okay. It's fine. So Julio I, um, traded to the Titans. Is, is,
1: he's Is he still not the best receiver on his team? Um, so... <laughs> like... This is hard for me, right? Because so he averaged 13.4 points a game last year when he played. He was wide receiver 45. The 13.4 points per game last year was good enough for 13th among wide receivers. His teammate AJ Brown was 5th best at 15.2 points a game and Calvin Ridley was 4th best in the league at 15.8 points a game. So, Julio was like 2 points short of them. He's on the the thrill ride now um, with with Mr. Ryan Tannehill Um, that. So come playoff time, come fancy football playoff time, you know what's going to happen with this offense is they're going to turn around and give the ball to King Henry 25 to 30 times a game. (laughs) So does that does that limit? What Julio can do and what A.J. Brown can do, like if, if Julio didn't get traded there, I might have said that A.J. Brown was gonna be the number one wide receiver this year. Um, with Julio being there, I think that limits both of them. Um, I don't know how you can, I, I don't even know who I would rank higher at this point. I need to to do some more research. They're very, very close to each other. But, I mean, Julio Jones is one of the best receivers ever from a statistical standpoint in yardage per game. I, they just run the ball so much. Like, it, A.J. Brown doesn't get enough targets. Is the same thing going to happen to Julio Jones? I don't know. I really Tannehill.
0: don't know. Tannehill, 18th <laughs> in pass attempts last season, finishes as QB seven more than 10% of his completions went for touchdowns.
1: <laughs> that doesn't make any sense.
0: That's stupid. 30, 33 touchdowns last season because of the, that remember going into drafts last season, we kept talking about how AJ Brown was just overly efficient with the ball. And that could never continue for another season. I mean, it did AJ Brown is incredible. Yeah. The guy is a bona fide wide receiver one. But I'm just a little bit worried that Julio is going to eat into the the AJ Brown, you know, pie. I I just don't think that there's going to be much. There already wasn't much left in terms of just play calling for AJ Brown. Like there was sufficient to make him a wide receiver one. Don't get me wrong. But then you add Julio to it. And I think that they probably both finishes as as wide receiver twos. I think you're going to have the same thing that happened with Ridley where... Like one week, one of them's going to pop off the other, the next week, the other one will pop off. But like, don't get me wrong. Julio could have easily have a 30 to 40 point game. And I'd love to have him in my lineup that week. But then also like the next week, King Henry could have 250 rushing yards and he could finish two catches for 20 yards. It's
1: entirely possible. Right. Or he'll or well, right, and, and what's gonna disappear is is Julio's like eight for eighty-four stat line, right? Because he's not gonna uh, yeah. get eight targets. Like yeah, that that that's so like at least on the Falcons where they were gonna th- you know pump the ball out forty-five, fifty times a game from a well, pass Matt Ryan again led
0: the league in pass attempts last season with six twenty-six. Tannehill yeah. had four hundred and eighty. You're talking 140 more. 140 more pass attempts. That's how you sustain two wide receiver ones is throwing the ball 140 more times.
1: Right. Corey Davis, who left, was wide receiver 32 last year, averaged 11.4 points a game. Um, Wide receiver what last year? uh, He was wide receiver 32. Okay.
0: I mean, I think Julio does better than that just with skill one. And two, that was also with A.J. Brown missing a few games, leaving Corey Davis to serve as a wide receiver one.
1: Correct. So
0: And you had Johnny Smith out, too, for periods. Like, but Johnny Smith isn't there anymore, either. So it's the Ferkser show.
1: Right. Ferkser. Um.
0: So I...
1: Oh, man, that that is going to be a hard one to figure out what to do ranking them. I mean, I, they're not Robert Woods and Cooper Cup because they don't throw as much as the Rams. They're not last year's Julio and Calvin Ridley because they don't throw as much as the Falcons did.
0: So, yeah, I mean, even Jared Goff who missed even just... Jared Goff who missed a, a, several games with injury, still ended up throwing more than seventy more passes than Tannehill last season. So. I, I don't know. Yeah. I want I want the wide receiver one, and I think that you can I don't know if name value, how late you're gonna get them. I think Julio probably goes. Yeah. I would consider drafting before Julio AJ Brown. A, Probably before AJ Brown because it's more of a just, normal season. Just because of name. Uh, I... I don't know. I think that they're both probably almost equal skill-wise. If anything, A.J. Brown might be better yeah. at this point just because of Julio's age. But um, yeah. I don't know. Where would you draft Julio? Where would you draft A.J. Brown? What rounds? Three, four, five, six?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it, this is going to be the same thing as last year. Julio's going to fall, and somebody's going to be like, it's freaking Julio Jones. I'm going to take him in the third um yeah, i th- i think that's probably where it is because that upside up is there you know like how long can you let just a, that beast of a man fall where everybody's going to have multiple shots at him to not take him uh and then somebody's going to be like all right screw it okay uh other wide receivers that switch teams Kenny Galladay, Detroit to the Giants Corey Davis uh the aforementioned went from the Tennessee Titans to the Jets. Curtis Samuel left the Panthers and went to Washington. Nelson Aguilar, Vegas to New England. Kendrick Bourne, 49ers to New England. Jamal Agnew went from Detroit to Jacksonville. So Who? did Marvin Jones. Yeah, Jamal Agnew and Marvin Jones. Jamal Agnew, three years, $14.2 million dollar deal. Yeah. Yeah uh will fuller left houston went to miami that'll be interesting ty hilton indies he stayed Oof. there so did Juju smith schuster in pittsburgh a.j green went from cincinnati to arizona emmanuel sanders left the saints and went to buffalo keelan cole is now a jet he left the jacksonville jaguars andre roberts left buffalo went to houston sammy watkins is now in baltimore David Moore left He's Scott got that Wapkins. Wapkins. Uh, um, Deshaun Jackson left Philly, went to the Rams. He'll be back on Philly next year. Uh, Tyrell Williams left Vegas, went to Detroit. Did um, you say he'd be
0: back on Philly uh, next year?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Like, <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt he'll be back in Philly next year. um all right i'm gonna gonna keep going uh john brown left buffalo went to vegas rashad perriman jets to detroit Rashad, rashad higgins uh stayed in cleveland john ross left cincinnati went to the giants josh reynolds left the rams went to tennessee chris conley left the jacksonville jaguars went to houston chris moore left baltimore went to houston marquise goodwin left the 49ers went to chicago Mohammed's new left Detroit, went to the 49ers. Um, I don't really see anything else of note on here um, that would impact fantasy.
0: All righty. Well, uh, the other one that we planned to talk about today was Kenny Galladay um, signing with the New York football Giants. Do you have any thoughts? Or I don't do like you think it. You don't like it? Why don't you like it?
1: I don't like it. <sighs> There's too many mouths to feed there. And do we know if Daniel Jones is good? Like
0: Well, State he threw 11 back. touch he threw 11 touchdowns in 14 games. You tell me, is that good or is that bad?
1: 14 touchdowns in 11 games.
0: No, 11 touchdowns in 14 games. He flipped it.
1: Oh my god! I got worse
0: somehow. Um, <laughs> no, that's not good. He had Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Golden Tate last season, and he managed 11 touchdowns in 14 games. Yes, none of those are amazing names like uh, Kenny Galladay. Wait, with no competent. Saquon,
1: they had to th- they had to throw.
0: I I mean he 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 and, he did and, get and hurt. And they
1: had they had Pro Bowler Evan Ingram too. Don't forget about that.
0: Yeah, Pro Bowler Evan Ingram Music got awful. Had a title for this podcast, but Evan Ingram dropped it. Um, that's also true. You love that joke. It's one of your. Favorites. I do love that joke, man. That's uh, that's a never ender yeah. for me. Uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, he did get hurt. He finished with fewer fewer pass attempts than Tannehill, but man, was it ugly. Two eighty of four forty eight for less than three thousand yards, eleven touchdowns, ten picks, and then one infamous, infamous. Rushing play where he stumbled and fell at the one yard line. So face, face, face plant. No, is that like the 15 or something like that?
1: Okay. I'm sorry. The, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so Saquon's back. So they're going to feature him a lot, right? Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. Two years ago, Kenny Galladay was the sixth best, uh, wide receiver, um, which we thought he would stay in the top ten just because of opportunity with Stafford, but he ultimately got hurt. Um, he averaged eleven point two points per game when he played. He only played in five games last year, um, and he got he right. pulled his hamstring in like in the middle of two of them. So he only I think he only finished two or three games. Um, yeah, I just don't. Uh, I I don't I don't like it. I, he's a beast. I like him. I just don't like the situation he went to.
0: Yep, I agree. And you know what gives me... I think in a vacuum, he's good. I think Daniel Jones in a vacuum with time to throw is good. I think Saquon with room to run is fantastic. But, okay, mediocre, fine. But you know what concerns me? For the last three years, everybody has been standing up and shouting... That the New York Giants do not have an offensive line. I am looking at these free agency signings for offensive line. None of them went to the Giants. You have Zach Fulton on a a $1.2 million deal from Houston to the Giants. Like, they didn't sign anybody. If they don't, I I don't know what the hell they're going to do. So, I just, I don't know. I'm not expecting much. Let me ask you this. As, as far as wide receiver twos with upside, because I saw this comparison on Twitter, Darius Slayton or Darnell Mooney? What are what's the difference? Uh, I would
1: take Mooney for sure, because um, he's running those deep routes and now theoretically you will have a quarterback that can hit him. Um like there were I saw a clip of Mooney just just torching uh cornerbacks last year and they could not they could not hit him in the hands cuz they the all the passes were so inaccurate um so yeah I I I'm going to stay away from the Giants um which means they're probably going to be really good so if you've been listening to us for the last year you know when I don't like something Like the Giants will probably go like 13 and three this year and be great. But I, I, (laughs) I, for me, the difference between,
0: for me, the difference between Slayton and Mooney is Justin Fields. I would much rather have Justin Fields throwing the ball than, than Daniel Jones. And then this doesn't even mention the fact that the Giants did not draft an offensive lineman. And then they added Kadarius Tony to the mix too. So it's, I've uh, at receiver from Florida, six foot, 193 pounds. So I don't know don't forget about Blandy Dalton. Oh, um, oh come on. Yeah, he will be in there for three games.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into more of this stuff as we kind of go along. This is kind of a hey, we're we're still alive episode and talk about some new faces in different places. Um,
0: How how's life, man? Are we done? Uh, life's pretty grand. Going to the Cubs game later okay. tonight? Um, yeah, there's, they're,
1: dude, they threw a no-hitter, no and they've lost nine straight.
0: That's just typical Cubs things, you know?
1: Their season's over, and they're going to trade everybody. I shouldn't even wear a Cubs hat. I need to take that off. <laughs> um, that's good. I mean, your, How about your you? Wedding, your wedding celebration's are here in two months, so I'm excited for that. Um, No, man, life is great. Uh, I can't believe my daughter's going to be a year old here in a couple weeks. And it's one of those things where like, I'm excited for football to start again. We, we need to talk about what we're going to do with a 17, 17 game season and, and how you should be modifying your, your leagues appropriately. Um, you know, different yep. suggestions. I, I also wanted to pump, pump, pimp, uh, the website, um, we're, uh, we're oh, in baby. We're putting all of last year's like top 150 players for each position. Not that many for quarterbacks. Um, definitely going to list all 800 kickers. But the um, (laughs) last year's statistics and their player rank uh, will be on the website by the time this is posted. Um, Everything's sortable. So you'll be able to see um, their performance last year and copy into Excel if you want. Um, As always, send us uh, emails. Twitter has... Uh, we, we had a good time with uh, what's something you can say during sex and about your fantasy football team um, that, that kind of exploded <laughs> a little bit a couple weeks ago. So we'll, we'll read some of those maybe next time of, of what our favorites were. Um. Oh no. Um. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, just just looking forward to the journey again. Um. Second year, we kind kind of know what to expect a little bit more. Um. Your, I'm sure your your takes will be even spicier than than normal. Uh. I'll have to tell you that you're wrong every time. Uh. I'll be right eighty percent of the time, and then you'll only talk about the twenty percent of the time you're right. And I'm I'm looking forward to getting this thing going again.
0: I'm looking forward to more Eat the Tweets because last season oh, I yeah. was undefeated on Eat the Tweet. Um I do have and a and
1: you're hungry or like you just really want to eat it, paper.
0: No, I yeah, I just I'm just ready to be right again because I'm only <laughs> ever right. My, oh, okay. I have a new I have a new job as well. And my employer did let me know that uh um our our health care, our health insurance does not cover any eat the tweet complications. Damn. So so I'll uh, hopefully have to go undefeated. Otherwise, if I don't, and then I hope I don't have any issues. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be a fun season. I'm excited for it. Um, I, I that was a good. I you were say, you said it as soon as I thought it. As in terms of these additional games, you know, how do you want to structure your team? Do you want to should should uh, fantasy leagues add bench spots? Um, what to do with free agency to, to try to accommodate that it's going to be interesting. Do you add more IR slots because maybe more people get injured? I don't know. gonna be a, a fun discussion.
1: It'll be fun. Um, do you realize that this is episode 67 that, that we've put together and posted? Um, so
0: Wow no, I did not realize that but okay.
1: episode 67 so we're almost to uh, to 70.
0: We're almost to 70. (laughs) All right. With that, I'm going to transfer to our social media page. We are at the FF Sackos on all social media pages. Um, Please follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, We have a TikTok. Haven't really posted much there in a while, but Twitter's very active. Um, Go to
1: the website and look at some stats.
0: Go to the website. Look at some stats. We're going to try and get some articles up there, too. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.
1: We made it. It's just like riding a bike. Except uh, now I need to take care of my daughter. I was really hoping I could nap during this uh, hour and a half that she was sleeping. And now she's waking up. Damn it.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.